0: You're listening to The Sigron Show, episode number 161. In this episode, I talk about how to get unstuck and gain clarity on your next steps. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews, To help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing and succeed with masterminds. On today's episode, I speak about how often we stand in our own way and how you can get out of your own way. And get the clarity you need to take the next steps in your life and business. If you are ready to create a lifestyle business from your passion, then hop on over to sigrun.com forward slash 161 so you can get access to the seven stages of a profitable online business. Do you ever feel stuck? Like, really stuck? You don't know what's up or down in your life or business. And you don't know what to do next. The feelings that can come up are overthinking, overwhelm, or even you feel like you're paralyzed. And there can be many reasons for these feelings. Maybe your to-do list is just too long. Maybe you're not being realistic about what comes onto your to-do list, or what you even can get done. But maybe something has happened in your life that has left you feeling unable to take any kind of action. 15 years ago, I was so stuck that I really felt paralyzed to do anything. My boyfriend of 8 years at the time had just broken up with me. I was taken completely by surprise, I didn't see it coming. So I was in a state of shock. I took one day off at work and just was in this shocking situation trying to process things. And the next day I went back to work, but I didn't know what to do. I felt unable to do anything. I wrote down everything that I felt I should be doing, but I actually couldn't do anything. All my tasks looked equally important and I didn't know where to start. And since I didn't know where to start, I just couldn't do anything. I was just staring at my list. At this time, I was working together with my sister. She knew what was going on. And as he saw me sitting there, staring at my list, she walked over to me and asked if she could help. And with tears in my eyes, I said, yes, I needed her help. And she sat down next to me, and we started to go through my list. And she said, we need to prioritize. You cannot do all these 30 things that are on your list. We have to look at what's important and what can wait. Because obviously I was not going to be very productive this day or in the few coming days ahead while I was getting over the first shock of the breakup. So just having her next to me, sitting down next with me, calmed me down. I knew we would be able to do this together, although I just didn't see what was next for me to do. So we went through my list of things and marked everything that only I could do. We also marked things that I could obviously outsource to other people, maybe to her, maybe to someone else in the company. Then we marked things that had to be done today or tomorrow. These were urgent tasks. Then we marked tasks that needed to be done later that week. Then we marked tasks that could be done next week. And then there were tasks that could be done next month and then there were obviously a few tasks that just got the mark someday and typically these are tasks that you probably never get to but yeah you still have them on your to-do list. So we ended up with three tasks that I needed to focus on that day and I felt hugely relieved. I felt I could do that. I could do three tasks And I did. Yes, this was an unusual situation. And typically when somebody tells me that they are feeling overwhelmed, they are not going through the shock of a breakup. So here's what I suggest you do if you are feeling overwhelmed. First of all, maybe stop using the word. I see it being used a lot and I'm wondering if it has become kind of an excuse for not taking action. I have the suspicion that this isn't becoming an excusing word. So let's not use it as an excuse for not taking action. When there is overwhelm, there is probably too much on your to-do list or what happens in the online business, online marketing world, in our bubble, in our wonderful, beautiful, happy bubble of passionate female entrepreneurs and a few good men as well, that we are just looking at all these shiny objects all the time instead of actually focusing on the things that move our life and business forward. So first of all, social media networks, as wonderful as they may be, the first thing you need to do is to shut them down, turn off notifications and restrict yourself for not going into all the groups that you're part of all the time. I am definitely guilty of this, especially if I have a moment of a little bit less focus on a task that I'm working on. My mind starts to wonder and suddenly I'm inside a Facebook group and interacting with someone instead of taking that moment of reflection and getting back to my task. But let's go to what you can do when you are feeling overwhelmed, even if we want to stop using this word. You may not have a sister or brother or a coworker or a buddy next to you, and maybe That's not what you really need because you're probably not in a state of shock. The first thing I want you to do is to do a brain dump. Brain dumps are wonderful. I often do them when I feel some kind of a little stress situation. Maybe I'm having a hard time falling asleep. Maybe I'm feeling not focused enough on some tasks because my, my brain is going crazy thinking about so many things and it really, really helps to grab my notebook. Yes, actually, I like a physical notebook for this task, although I also sometimes use Evernote. Whatever appeals to you, a digital notebook or a physical notebook, and you write down all the things you are thinking about. This is not just a to-do list. This is just everything that is going on in your head and making your mind spin. Write it down. And it can be way more than 30. It can be 50 things that you write down. It can be pages after pages. But make sure that at the end of your brain dump, it is really empty, your brain. It is empty. There is nothing more to write down. And maybe this takes you 15 minutes, maybe it takes you 30 minutes, but it's definitely worth doing. The next task is to do what my dear sister did with me 15 years ago, is to start to look at this long list and think about what is actually important. If you've read the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, one of my favorite business books, he talks about the four quadrants. There is quadrant one, two, three, four. I'm not sure he's the original inventor of this concept, but at least what is presented in his book. And typically, there's quadrant one, it's urgent tasks, important and urgent. Now, we tend to think of a lot of things as urgent that aren't really urgent. I'll give an example, Facebook notifications. Urgent... Probably not important. That's category three. Email. In today's world, yes, people like to get a fast response to their email, but actually I have stopped replying to my emails. Uh, my wonderful husband helps me take care of my emails and I'm pretty much, you will probably not get a response from me if you send me an email until after two, three days. Unless I see it's something that I have to respond to because maybe it's someone I'm interviewing on my podcast tomorrow and they need an answer from me. But typically, I do not respond fast on email. And it's something I had to train myself to do. It is not urgent. It's maybe important, but not urgent. And notification on social media, urgent, not important. We need to train ourselves to really assess... What is actually urgent and important? And in this category comes, for me, interaction with clients. But even with clients, there is this cry-wolf syndrome sometimes. Sometimes somebody tags me and in their frame of mind, it is super urgent. But maybe from the business perspective, It is something that's on the to-do list for my team. Let's say we're going to do it within 24 hours or 48 hours, whatever our response time is in this particular case. And then we can take our time. We don't need to reply within five minutes. So we got to really be, yeah, a little bit tough with ourselves and be clear on our boundaries as we're going through our brain dump list to really mark what is actually urgent. To me, any kind of deadlines, let's say there are any kind of legal documents, you need to be compliant with DDPR before May 25th, it is pretty urgent and important. I would actually put it in category two. So it is important, not urgent, but the closer we get to that date, it is moving over into category one of being urgent and important, business critical but I just want to be careful about this topic of urgent as you might put too many things into the bracket. At the end of the day, not so many things are urgent and important. As you go through your task list, you will see that you do not have to do everything yourself. Maybe you don't have the finances to outsource everything to a virtual assistant. But maybe somebody can help you. Maybe there's a mastermind buddy. Maybe you have someone, friends or family who can help you do something. Probably you have a spouse or you have children. You have somebody that can help you from something from your list. I trained my stepson's to lay the dining table when they were three and four. I taught them how to cook when they were six. They don't know how to cook all many things, mainly just lasagna. But there are many things you can get help with. You don't have to do everything yourself as the more you can outsource also in your personal life, the more time you have for your business. So as you go through your brain dump list, you mark tasks. You split your list into personal and business as I want you to have business time and personal time and not mix everything up. You mark things that only you can do. You mark things you can outsource. Either if it's your family or if it's your business, doesn't matter, you are going to have someone else do it. Then you're going to have tasks that are category one, urgent and important. And I hope you just have one. Then there are going to be tasks that are important and not urgent. Now, these are tasks that we also tend to procrastinate on and suddenly they are in category one, one day. Typically, these tasks are more strategic, more visionary, something that is important for your business, but you don't have to do it today. Now, if you always say tomorrow, 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 suddenly it is urgent today. So I want you to have time at least once a week to attend to those important tasks, working on your business instead of in your business, so that it doesn't become an urgent and important task. Everything that is not urgent and not important, don't do it. Oh, that will be hard, right? They come in the someday category. And if you just have extra time, you have nothing better to do, you can get to those tasks. And then there's a category four. What do you think that is? That's basically waste of your time category. Now, in my case, that would be playing computer games. If you talk to my husband or my stepson, they will probably not put it in the category four. But that depends on your preferences in life. For me, playing computer games is a waste of time. But for somebody else, it's relaxing. So it makes sense in their life. But I would say... Anything that is wasting your time, maybe it's scrolling through the newsfeed on Facebook where you're not actually doing business, you're not actually connecting with friends and family, you're just looking for some distraction, maybe some cat videos and dog pictures and that's category four and there should be nothing, absolutely nothing on your brain dump list that isn't category four. I really hope so, there's nothing there. This exercise is something you can do day after day until you feel that the overwhelm goes away and suddenly the word overwhelm is gone because I prefer not to use this word. I use this exercise of brain dump as often as I need to and then what I do is I get more realistic about the tasks that I can do. My team uses Asana as project management system, and I have my own dashboard in Asana. And do you know how many tasks I have on there? Today, I had one task. Tomorrow, I have one task. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm just working on this one task the whole day. I actually have meetings to attend to. I'm recording a podcast like now. That is a part of my routine what I put on my task list are tasks that I'm working on. I have reserved a block in my calendar to work on these tasks. And I make sure there are never more than three. And that's what you should do too. And then do you not feel overwhelmed? And if you start to feel overwhelmed again, you go back, you do the brain dump exercise, you turn off everything that could distract you, if you feel like, oh, there's another Facebook group I could join, or there's another webinar that I need to attend to, or there's another event. It's your life and you make those decisions. And if there's already a lot going on in your life, you should take a step back and maybe say, well... Maybe I do not attend that event. Maybe I do not join that Facebook group. Maybe I do not watch yet another webinar because I want to feel relaxed at the end of the day, finish my three tasks and never feel overwhelmed again. Ready to create a lifestyle business from your passion? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com. BOS Class 161. There you also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to the Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.